Aloha. Welcome to Ponder Across the Ponds. I'm Dr. T in historical Edinburgh, Scotland, and this is my previous colleague, TJ. TJ, who gave up office life after developing a serious case of FOMO. She jumped across two ponds to live in Maui, Hawaii. This week, we're exploring the fear of missing out, FOMO. What's your biggest FOMO? How can you best avoid FOMO? Learn more about FOMO so you can embrace your best YOLO. Join us as we ponder Ponder across across the the ponds. Aloha, TJ. Aloha, Malcolm. And nice to see you again. Welcome to the uh, podcast this week. How's sunny Hawaii been for you? Well, this week, even though it's been sunny, I've been learning to play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's a bit geeky. It's super fun. It's almost a bit of, like, escapism. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. It's a role-playing game, and I I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I'm just working on building my character sheet just now. (laughs) So, do you, like, play a dragon? I'm going to play a paladin, in fact. Paladin. Now, here's a funny thing. If you're from Scotland, you might, and of a certain age, you might remember there was a thing called Cartoon Cavalcade, which was like some program where there was a guy, he was on for like 20 minutes, and he used to show cartoons. So there'd be things like Bugs Bunny and um, The Roadrunner. Do you remember The Roadrunner? Yes, I love The Roadrunner. Meep, meep. So he would show the Roadrunner and all these sort of cartoons, and in the middle of it, he'd, sit, he'd be sitting there in a big armchair, and he had this kind of lamp, which was a bit like a sort of Aladdin's lamp. And the lamp was called Paladin, and it spoke to him. I mean, it was really poor. It was like 70s TV, but that's weird. So what is pa- who is Paladin? A Paladin is a holy knight. I'm going to be role-playing... And um, bringing order to chaos. So I don't yet know what the storyline is, but I'm very excited about starting this this role-playing Dungeons & Dragons. So it's a... Did you say a holy knight? So do you have to dress up? Do you have, to, have you got a suit of armor? There's no LARPing. There's no what? <laughs> LARPing. LARPing. Live-action role-playing. Oh, there's no live, there's no live action role playing. So I totally don't understand what that is. Then, so what do you do? Do you just go? Is it just all by voice? Do you just sit and go. I am Paladin. I am a holy knight. Well, you see, it's the dungeon master that tells the story, and then you get to interact. You roll dice, and depending on how you score, then. It can determine the way that the game is played, what happens. So this week I'll be finding out uh, what's going to happen with my paladin. So I've got here a paladin, a holy crusader sworn to an oath to promote and fight for their beliefs and values. God, it's you, TJ. That's <laughs> totally you. <laughs> So interesting. So is it? So I. So I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. Is it a thing that goes on for weeks and weeks, and you play for like forty-five minutes, and then you take it from where you left off? Yep. So 
it's very it's very open ended. So you can play once, you can keep going on the story for years, whatever it is that you want to do. So then so I can see the next thing oh, you'll be doing that role play stuff, you know, when you go and dress up in like like Vikings and wenches and, and go out into the countryside and, you know, pluck chickens and whatever else that they used to do in the old days. I'm not saying no. Oh, I see. I could tell. I could see that little light bulb going off in your head. Ooh, that sounds quite good. You have to dress up, though. I think that sounds like fun to dress up like a wench and just like walking around and role playing. Went to a um, a Renaissance festival a number of years ago, dressed up with my mom and my sister, and I, I feel like we dressed up like wenches when we were walking around, and we had the big drums of the turkey sticks that we were eating, or the, the turkey thigh. Gosh, I've known you for years, TJ, but never did I think that you'd be wandering around your mum dressed up as a wench. <laughs> it was an interesting childhood. <laughs> I think it was. That explains a lot now. <laughs> what about you, Dr. T? Any Dungeons and Dragons this week? Well, I certainly didn't dress up as a wench this week, that's for sure. You've got I've completely lost my train of thought now that you've said that, you know. So interesting. Interesting. It's funny, isn't it, how you can know somebody for such a long time and yet not know them at all. <laughs> So, so um, I think we'll leave it there and move on to uh, this week's topic, which is FOMO. FOMO, fear of missing out. So what do you think FOMO means? Have you got a kind of definition in your mind what you think FOMO really is? Fear of missing out? When I was researching it, I didn't realise how significantly FOMO was linked to social media. I thought that it was more of a general term for fear of missing out. So it relates to social media and how there's a spotlight of a particular moment that was really amazing for a person, but it doesn't include maybe the fighting that happened with the people that they were hanging out with or the awkward moments in leading up to it. And it's these highlighted moments of a person's experience that everyone's kind of cherry picking what it is that they're sharing. And that's leading to a sense of other people feeling that they're missing out on some experience somewhere. I've got a good example of that. Uh, I was at a sort of, I don't know what it was. It was like an awards ceremony thing in London about a year ago. It was great. It was in one of these big, massive hotels. It was fantastic. And there was a big meal and it was like really, really plush as these sort of things are when you go to a London thing. And and I was there with a group of people and uh, we were up for winning an award. Uh, we didn't win it, but... And at the side of the venue, there was one of these photo booth things and there was a guy taking photos of people and we are all kind of milling about. It was getting a bit dull to be honest. Everyone's milling about. And then all of a sudden, everyone put on all the sort of sunglasses and hats and they went to the camera and it was like yeah, hey, You know? And for that like nanosecond everything was amazing and that was the that was the bit that was captured from that evening none of the stuff where everyone's hanging about bored or you know you're like nobody's talking to you and you're just like thinking oh this is a bit dull absolutely when you see people that are away on holiday somewhere and they look like they're having the best time ever you know you didn't see that their car just broke down or you didn't see 
see how bored they were in all the moments leading up to that. We just see these sparks of really amazing things. And then we're looking at our own life that feels a little bit dull, wishing that we could just have all of those best moments that other people are experiencing. Exactly. So it's kind of, I think it's like anxiety that people have because they're watching other events unfolding on social media that are happening elsewhere and that they're not involved in it and they just kind of wish that they were. So I was doing a bit of research myself on this and uh, do you know what the opposite of FOMO is? What is it? It's FOBO, fear of better options. So basically it's if somebody's got lots of different... If, so I, I think of my daughter and her friends actually because quite often at the drop of a hat they'll just cancel meeting up and it's because there's another thing going on so there is a bit of foam in that there's a better you know there's a, they've got a better offer so it's this whole inability to choose between different things which all seem like they're going to be quite good i mean how do you choose that is fear of better options isn't it <laughs> We are so spoiled nowadays, aren't we? It's not just having one option that's good. It's like the best of the best of the best. Exactly. What would you do if you had the choice of of playing paladin in your Dungeons and Dragons or you could dress up as a wench with a chicken drumstick? Por que no los dos? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I said, por que no los dos? Why not both? Por que no los dos? <laughs> yeah. What, what is that? It's Spanish, isn't it? I have no idea. That was very good. <laughs> where did that come? How did you know that? <laughs> it's, it's a common saying. <laughs> My boyfriend and I, we say it all the time. Because we're like, oh, should we do this or should we do that? And then we say, por que no los dos? Let's do both. Oh, I see. Por que no los dos? Por que no los dos? She says it better. Mm, I don't know. Say it again. Por que no los dos? That's true. I say that's American Spanish. <laughs> Spanglish. Spanglish. Well, I've learned something today and we've hardly even started. Amazing. Okay, so now we know what FOMO is. We set ourselves a little bit of a challenge this week, didn't we, TJ? We did. We wanted to know if browsing through social media would give either one of us FOMO. So we were browsing like crazy this week on social media. How did you get on? I always enjoy a bit of social media scrolling through, though I can't say that I noticed feeling a lot of FOMO. There were people having babies, buying houses, all these different grown-up things, and I don't think that I really feel that I'm missing out on all these grown-up things that people are doing. Interesting, though, then. So that's so it's a sort of sign of your age, isn't it? So when you're younger, you're getting FOMO because everyone's out at partying or, you know, they're in a club or they're having a good time or somebody's doing something crazy. And then the older you get, it's like, oh, they've got a baby. Oh, they've got a nice new house. Funny, isn't it? How life changes. It does. Maybe if I saw more people partying and having fun, maybe that would draw me in more. I'm not, I'm not totally sure. But 
I don't really feel like I'm missing out on on all the adulting that I see happening. That just looks like a lot of responsibility to me. I mean, super, super happy for everyone. And, you know, that's it's just not my personal path or desire. It doesn't create that sense of FOMO within me. So nobody put any posts up about some game of Dungeons and Dragons they were playing and you went, whoa, I wish I was I wish I was involved in that. Well, not this week, but it was maybe about a month ago or something. Uh, there was a posting about Dungeons and Dragons and not just Dungeons and Dragons. There was, well, maybe not full on LARPing, but there was definitely dressing up. And I felt like I was missing out on that experience. So what did I do? I was fortunate enough to now be able to actually play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. So seriously, did you? So you saw you saw folk dressed up playing Dungeons and Dragons, and you thought, "Oh, I'm missing out there." Absolutely, it looked like fun. It looked like they were having a lot of fun, and I wanted to be part of it. Interesting. I can't remember the last time I dressed up. Actually, let's not go down that route, shall we? <laughs> so you had FOMO because you saw somebody dressing up in Dungeons and Dragons gear, and you weren't part of it. That's right. And now I am. So happy days. That's great. So you started making your dragon costume. Have you got the old toilet rolls and you've been cutting them up to make the dragon? I need to fully embrace my paladin character before I start developing a costume around it. So Dr. T, how did you get on with your FOMO challenge? Okay, so I did a bit of browsing through social media and in fairness, I'm not too envious of what other people are doing or my sort of friends on Facebook, you know. Having said that, you do get these adverts that come up a lot. So I was starting to, so I was, I don't know why it happens. I th- I'm not sure whether your phone listens to you or something, but, you know, you all of a sudden you start getting lots of adverts about a specific thing. I think the phone does listen. <laughs> Not trying to be paranoid or anything, but it has definitely happened in the past week where my boyfriend and I will be talking about something and then within a half hour this advert comes up on his phone, which was exactly what we were talking about. It was actually a Dyson vacuum. Um, and I just think that can't be coincidental. There was another one too. I can't remember. No. Well, and... we were talking one week when we were preparing a podcast about narcissism. And and I started getting feeds on my phone about narcissism the next day, which is crazy. So, so my FOMO this week was, and I don't know why... I was even discussing bamboo underwear, but I was getting lots of... I mean, it just sounds like the most uncomfortable thing, doesn't it? Bamboo underwear. I have bamboo sheets. They are the most incredible sheets I have ever had in my whole life. They just have this, like, weight to them, and they're so soft, and you don't sweat in the sheets they're incredible. Bamboo is magic. You know, when you first, when well, me being a bloke, you think bamboo underwear, that's completely, because you think of bamboo. You do, Well, I do, you know. I think of pandas chewing bamboo. And it's like, well, you can't make underwear out of that. That's completely ridiculous. Anyway, it's a thing. And there's lots of it. And I can tell you there are, there is lots, there's loads of 
companies that make bamboo underwear. So it's been coming up in my... And I've never talked about it before. I just... Actually, you know, I was talking... Now, that's the weirdest thing. I I knew somebody who was involved in a company that was selling bamboo flooring, and I was talking to my daughter about it about a month ago, and I wonder if the the bamboo's been picked up by my phone, and it's like, oh, well, he likes bamboo flooring. He'll want bamboo underwear. (laughs) So the bamboo underwear thing... so, So I start getting all these adverts about bamboo underwear and then i think you know what maybe there's something in this they're like boxer shorts you know but they're kind of well they just looked all right you know so i thought maybe there's something in this maybe i should go and i'll go onto our site and have a look and and i i got to the point actually that i had made up my mind you know what i think i might buy a pair of those bamboo pants or bamboo i don't know what do you call them in the u.s it's not pants is it uh, you could say underwear or you could say boxers or boxer briefs. Okay. So I, th- I thought to myself, I'm going to buy myself a pair of these bamboo boxers, these bamboo brief things. I'm going to go onto the site and have a look. And I was and I was going through it. I was picking my size. And then at the bottom, underneath, it says, suited to thicker legs. And I, was, and I got this whole phone because I've not got thick legs. I've got my legs are like two celery sticks. If you see me in a kilt, it's not. I mean, it's not ideal. It's like two cocktail sticks sticking out of a skirt. And uh, I'm total FOMO there. I was thinking, see these guys, they're getting these bamboo boxer shorts because they've got thick legs and I've not got them. So that was my FOMO this week. That's a great story. <laughs> it's true. It's not a story. It's absolutely true. I can show you my feed on my I can show you my social media feed. It's just like men with tight pants. <laughs> what what a strange combination we are, Dr. T. Dungeons and Dragons and bamboo boxers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to need feedback from other people about their FOMO because I I feel like we have some strange FOMOs going on. A lot of FOMO, I guess, comes from people who've maybe not been invited to a party or a night out and then they see things. This will happen to school kids a lot and I think that's the thing that I've got a problem with social media around, you know, and that they don't get invited and then they'll see everybody's meeting up. But, yeah, maybe the older you get, the FOMO's more about, you know, underwear and um, Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I guess we'll just keep this brief and move on to the quiz. What do you think? Oh, see what you did there. See what you did there. Shall we move on to the quiz? Okay, let's do the quiz on FOMO. Do you want to start? Are we going to? So normally, we normally I ask the questions, but we've decided that we're going to ask each other questions this week. Do you feel up for this, Doctor T? I'm always up for it. Well, Doctor T, I have a quiz question for you. Center okay. FOMO seems to relate to purchases. Okay. What percent of people make purchases because of FOMO within 24 hours? 20%. 60%. No way. 60, 60% of people just make... I mean, that's like impulsive purchases, really, isn't it? I suppose that... You are the example. But I don't see that. I don't think I'm the example. I didn't look at this guy in bamboo <laughs> briefs and go, whoa, check him out. I'll have a pair of them. 
No, I was, I was the total opposite. I sort of took ages thinking, oh, maybe I should do this. You know, I keep on getting these adverts. And then, then I went to do it and it wouldn't let Well, it would not let me, but it basically said, you look ridiculous in these because you've got wee skinny legs. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I, I got that one what, wrong. <laughs> what is true? The fact I've got wee skinny legs. <laughs> you, you are the exception to the rule, Dr. T. You don't just what? give in to FOMO. Oh, right. I thought you were talking about everybody else has got thick legs and, I've, and I'm one of the exceptions with skinny <laughs> legs. Not that I feel, you know, not that I'm very sensitive about it. I think you should show those legs off. You need an opportunity to get the kilt out and show off those legs, Dr. T. Right. I've got a question for you, TJ. I've got a funny feeling okay. you might know the answer to this. Okay. What percentage of millennials experience FOMO? 70%. You knew the answer to that, didn't you? <laughs> I've been studying. <laughs> right, excellent. It is. 70% of millennials. So what's a millennial then? Is that people who were born around about the turn of the century? I know that I'm technically a millennial. Um, I want to say it's people that were born from like 1981. Okay, so a millennial is... I've just looked up Google, a person reaching young adulthood in the early 21st century. So that would be in the early 2000s, you would be young adulthood. It says here you'd likely be born between 1981 and 1995-ish. And I was born in 1982. So you are a millennial. You are one of the... 7.2 million millennials in the US. There you go. So, And also, you're potentially one of the 69% who experience FOMO. I don't think I really do very often. I did experience FOMO when I lived in Scotland for when people were having nice weather. I miss the sunshine. I definitely felt FOMO around that. But otherwise, I don't think it's something that I tend to experience. If I want something, I usually figure out a way to get it. So, but it is interesting because there's, so there's 72 million millennials in America. And if you take these figures, that's 70% of 70 million. So that's like 50 million people, maybe, maybe. Yeah, roughly. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of social anxiety going around. It is really. You could probably, you could, if if they were all in a room, you'd sense that when you went in the room, you would feel the the you'd feel the FOMO. <laughs> okay, Doctor T, ready for the yep. next question? Yep. Who is more likely to experience FOMO, an introvert or extrovert? Oh, that's an interesting question. Do you know this one? No, an extrovert. Excellent. It's because they thrive on social energy and they don't want to miss out on that. Yeah, okay. Because I guess maybe somebody who's an introvert will probably just think, yeah, whatever. Good for them for having a nice night out. But I'm quite happy here with my Dungeons and Dragons book. Exactly. That's why I'm happy. Okay, so I've got my final question on the quiz then for you, TJ. What percentage of people deliberately try to engender FOMO amongst their peers? I think I know this one. Is it 33%? 
It is there. Nice that you got it accurate, you know, like you didn't just go 30%, that you actually went 33%, which means I feel there's a little bit of cheating going on, <laughs> if I'm honest. But you are right, 33% of people apparently purposefully conduct FOMO amongst their peers, which is quite a lot. If you think of all the people, you think 33% of people on social media, on you know things like Facebook, they know that what they do when they post a post is they're going to they're going to create FOMO in some other person. I'm the type of person that if I knew that someone was trying to create a sense of FOMO in me, I would totally rebel against it. I would just be like, "Well, now I really don't want to be there." Don't want to be at your party. Yeah, with people like that, who wants to be there? Exactly. But I see that's a total sign of FOMO, isn't it? Somebody who says that. With people like that, who wants to be there? Me, I want to be there. That's kind of what that you're saying to yourself, really, aren't you? I'm a pretty stubborn person, so I would convince myself of it. <laughs> a stubborn wench, that's what you are. Okay, so I can't remember. I wasn't even taking tabs of how well we did in that quiz. I think you got one out of two. Oh, no, you didn't, actually. I think you got both correct because you knew the answers in the first place. And I think I got none right, actually. You got one of them right. Okay. Oh, I did get the expert. So that's great. So um, I think we kind of know a little bit about FOMO. So well done on the quiz, TJ. (laughs) Well done, Dr. T. Thank you. Okay, so let's do a quote, TJ, about fear of missing out FOMO. Now, this one isn't actually a Chinese proverb. I kind of like Chinese proverbs, but in fairness, I think FOMO is probably a term which has been coined quite recently, probably in the time of social media. 2004. That's when it was popularized. It was in a magazine for Harvard Business School. Okay, so then there will be no Chinese proverb around FOMO. Can I still ring the gong? Okay, let's do Let's just pretend it's a Chinese proverb. Okay, so here is my proverb about FOMO. FOMO is the enemy of valuing your own time. Ooh, I like that. So I guess it's saying that your own time is much more important than worrying about what other people are, are up to. Yes, I think that's an accurate description. I like that. It is true, actually, isn't it? You know, that if you if you spend your life just worrying about what everybody else is doing and, and really in your mind, because you're looking at all these things on social media, you don't really know what's happening in the, in the background, as we mentioned earlier. You just, you know, it's all, it's all a front. So, you know, just make the most of your own time and spend it the way that you want to spend it. Yeah, we're missing out on the extraordinary of the ordinary life. There's... There's so much that we can miss out that's just the simple things in life. You know, going back to the the bare necessities of life. What do we really want? You know, we want to feel connected to people. We want to feel like we're seen and heard and valued. And that's not always happening in these photos that we're seeing where people are having a lot of fun. The thing that's really important to human beings is to feel connected And also there's those little pleasures in everyday life, too. There's the little things that you just enjoy doing because that's unique to your personality. And although it's very ordinary, there is something extraordinary about it. So you don't want to miss out on those things in life. The bare necessities of life will come to you. 
will come to you. Brilliant. I love that. You said a great quote at the start, and I can't remember what it was about extra, un- extraordinary things. The missing out on the extraordinary of the ordinary life. Yes. Yep. So on the sort of the bare necessities of life, actually, it was what you said is, you know, I guess you need to kind of think about what the things are that are important to you because there's so much going on. And I think everybody's trying all the time to do loads of stuff and cram loads of stuff into their life. But actually, you need to maybe get a little bit more perspective on what's really important, what these bare necessities are. Um. I can't get that song out of my head now. (laughs) (laughs) So right at the start, actually, we mentioned two things when we did our intro. We talked about FOMO, fear of missing out, and then you mentioned YOLO. You only live once. Because you said this FOMO term was sort of coined in 2004 or something like that. So do you think mm-hmm. YOLO came along at around about the same time? YOLO is slightly newer. There's a gentleman, Ben Zimmer, who's a lexicographer, um, actually filed for a trademark of YOLO in 1993. So technically it was before FOMO. However, YOLO was actually entered into the Oxford English Dictionary in 2016, which is pretty interesting. I wouldn't have thought that YOLO would have made it into the dictionary. I guess, so one, what's a lexicographer? You just let that rolled off your tongue as if you knew what that was. And two, I think people use phrases for a long, long time And then it becomes a sort of standard phrase that people use all the time. And then they decide to put it into the dictionary. Well, a lexicographer is a person who compiles dictionaries. So I think he had an ulterior motive when he trademarked it. He wanted to, I'm guessing he wanted to popularize it in order to be able to get it into the dictionary. Maybe, maybe he was embracing YOLO by trying to get YOLO into the dictionary to trademark it in order to create his own kind of legacy. So I feel like he really embodied YOLO. I think that's great, isn't it? What a great thing to have to make a word and then get it in the dictionary. And that was his profession. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. He was not going to miss out in life. He was going to embrace it fully. Oh, I'm trying to think of a word that I've made up now that I could maybe get in the dictionary. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how he came up with that. And if, I mean, I guess maybe the YOLO was because people use things on text, you know, LOL and stuff. So maybe that's how that kind of came about. It definitely feels that there was a period of time where there were all these different um, abbreviations coming out. The, The YOLO, the FOMO, the FML. We won't go into that one. What's the FML? It has the F word in it. I've not heard that one before, I don't think. No. I've heard of Uh, MILF. (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder if he was really trying to create his his own legacy, um, but maybe maybe it's just a take on on a very old saying. Most things that are done nowadays have already been done. It's just a new spin on it. So if you think about YOLO, what is it really? It's it's carpe diem. It sees the day. It's Seize take the advantage. Day. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, there is nothing new. I think that's uh, what what your grandmother would say. No, there's nothing new. It's all been done before. But you're probably right, actually. It is like Carpe Diem, seize the day. And what about FOMO? So that would be fear of missing out. I can't think of a phrase that that would be, actually. I was thinking that it's similar to the grass is always greener on the other side. Ah, yeah, yeah, definitely, actually, isn't it? Definitely, because, you know, you're looking, uh, yes, the old cow, isn't it, looking over the fence, going, oh, that looks so much better over there. But actually, you know what? It's fine where you are. And now we have social media that really heightens that experience for people. So it's not new, although there is a new term associated with it that's maybe a little bit more fun, abbreviated, shorter to be able to say, but it's... It's the same conundrum that human beings have really always been in. We don't want to miss out. We want to take advantage of our life. Yeah, and I think as a father, social media is a bit of a nightmare when you're a father, especially when you've got kids at school. And I I guess kind of lucky in a way that my daughter was not really that interested in social media at school for some reason. And I think she could see the bad side of it. And when she did start to use it, of course, you know, you see all these things going on in social media. And I always just say to her, yeah, but, you know, this, that's, a, that's an, a nanosecond in time that's been taken in a photograph. But actually, maybe they're not having a good time at all, you know. Or, you know, it, they, they might be up on the top of a hill on a cold night and it's absolutely freezing cold and the wind's blowing and then they take that one snapshot where everyone's smiling, hey, hey. But actually... They probably aren't really. They're projecting this image of what they want you to feel when actually it's not real. That's how life is. The reality of life is that we do have these moments that are amazing and we need to embrace them. We need to enjoy them because we do have to struggle so much in life. So we should definitely take those wins. And, you know, of course, we should share it with other people. And the idea is that other people you know, can kind of vibe off that as well. Like, oh, wow, that's so amazing. It starts to become an issue if you feel like you're never having those experiences. And, you know, where does it become, oh, you're happy for that person. Oh, maybe that inspires you to want to do something similar versus being down on yourself and feeling like there's something wrong that you're not feeling that way and you're not living all these heightened experiences I think that it's about a little bit of self-inquiry, actually asking yourself, what is it that you really want? Because if it's this blanket, just everything you see you want, you know, you want to be part of it. It's not personal enough to you. Is it that you like palm trees, you like beaches, or is it that you're more of a mountain person? Is it that you just want to be out partying more? Maybe it's one thing at this time of your life and it's something at another time of your life. And, you know, when I was doing a bit of research for this, it can be quite damaging, actually. It says here, FOMO can have a detrimental effect on our mental health. It can cause mood swings, loneliness, feelings of inferiority, reduced self-esteem, anxiety and depression. I mean, that's quite serious stuff, really, isn't it? It is, but I do think that there are also opportunities If you feel that intense of a reaction to watching social media, it's a good indicator that there's something internally that maybe you need to listen to, that there's something that you want to do, there's something that you want to experience. Figure out what that thing is. 
that it's not everything, but what is it personally to you that you want to do? And then figure out a way to make that happen. I think that anytime we experience something negative like that, it's a good indicator that there's something that you need to tune into within yourself. Yeah, and I think there's things that you could watch out for to actually work out whether you maybe have FOMO and then you could maybe do something about it. So there's a few things like maybe you have a fear that others are having more rewarding experiences than you're having or that your friends are they're having a better time without you and that you're not part of it or that maybe they're having a better time because you're not there or maybe you're anxious that you don't know what your friends are up to. Because I guess that is like a fear of missing out on something that maybe isn't worth missing out on at all, actually. I agree. So circling back towards the beginning when we were talking about FOMO that we did have, and I was saying how when I did look at social media before I lived in Hawaii that I really liked the beaches, the palm trees, the warmth. And that was something that I had always hoped to have more of, but I didn't know that I would ever be able to have that when I was living in Scotland. And then the opportunity came up, and I am very grateful to have been able to embrace that opportunity. And it's easy, though, to, to forget how fortunate you are, though, I think, as a person, that even when you get those things, like living in Hawaii, and I do try to remember to be grateful about it, it is easy to take that for granted sometimes. And I need to remind myself, yes, you know, I need to go to the beach. I need to, you know, go out or hike to embrace what it is that I I have been able to have in my life. So it's not just attaining those things, but it's also ongoing appreciation for them as well. So that was a good point, actually. And I think sometimes people have this fear of missing out because they maybe want something and other people have it and they don't. And I had read somewhere, you know how when people purchase things, they think they're going to feel a lot better after they've bought it. You know, after I've bought myself my Tesla, I'm going to feel amazing. And of course, you buy yourself your Tesla. And yeah, it's quite nice having that nice car. But actually, you're still the same person. And apparently... It's the time before you actually buy it that makes you feel good. So you're thinking about buying it, and and that's the bit that makes you feel good. But actually, the process of buying it and having it isn't as good as the thought of having it in the first place. And I'm just thinking now about these bamboo shorts, and I'm so excited about getting bamboo shorts. But to be honest, it might be a complete letdown. Maybe, actually, they might even make my legs look thicker. That would be good. Well, Dr. T, you only live once. Are you sure you don't want to purchase those bamboo shorts? I'm very tempted. What I'm so worried about is if my phone's listening just now, I'm just going to get no adverts for anything other than bamboo shorts. That's going to be it. (laughs) (laughs) So I've just been thinking about the bamboo shorts. And so here, so FOMO can actually turn into a positive thing because I've decided in my mind, I feel that I could do with purchasing some of those shorts. So what I need to do is beef up my thighs a bit. So I need to get myself on one of these, I don't know, maybe a cross. I'm going to try and get myself fit, 
get a bit of muscles in the old cocktail stick legs and then I can go and purchase myself a pair of bamboo boxer shorts. So there's a positive that comes out of everything. Even from FOMO, you can have a positive. That's right. I think that's why we why we have FOMO is to be able to inspire us to want to make change, to embrace this life that we have. There's there's so much that we can do and we just have to choose what feels like the best option for us. Exactly. And I think the best option is for me to have thighs like a velodrome cyclist. <laughs> I've seen a velodrome cyclist before in in the flesh, as it were. And uh, when you see them on the TV, you know how when they're doing the cycling around the velodrome and the Olympics and stuff, and you see them on the TV and, you know, they look kind of semi normal they look a wee bit muscly and stuff, but, man, when you actually see the size of the muscles in their legs, it, they're enormous. Like, they're like the, they're like the size of my waist. Okay, TJ, I think we've managed to wrap up our chat on FOMO, on fear of missing out. Uh, but I do have a, I have another quote, another potential Chinese proverb, but it's not a Chinese proverb, but I do have another quote, which I think sums everything up quite nicely. So get your gong out. For everything you have missed... You have gained something else. I like it. I think it says a lot, isn't it? You know, you might think you're missing out, but actually you're doing something else. It, it makes me think of something that one of my friends told me. She's a very wise friend. She's the one that told me that I was being narcissistic, and she was right, if you remember that from a previous yes, episode. Yeah. And she also said that saying no to one thing means saying yes to something else, and in reverse. So it's about making choices that you have to, you can't say no without saying yes to something. So prioritize the things that you want in your life and live by those. Know that you are making the choices that are going to make you as happy as possible. So it's like, no, I don't want to go to your party. Yes, I'm going to stay at home with some wine lie on the sofa in my bamboo boxer shorts and play Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Okay, so I think that's it. We've, I think we've managed to um, discuss the topic of FOMO today. I don't feel like we missed out on anything. No, I think you've missed out if you haven't listened to this podcast, I would say. But you wouldn't know because you haven't heard it. So you haven't missed out at all. <laughs> Okay, so uh, any plans? Beach, I guess it's the beach. I'm I'm waiting the arrival of my electric bike, so I'm very excited that about riding my bike up and down the the coast in Kihei. Wow, that is so exciting! We need to talk about your electric bike next week. I feel you just slipped <laughs> that in right at the end. <laughs> that is so exciting. So I'm going to let you get on your bike and cycle off into the sunset with the sun behind the palms, and we can catch up next week. All right, let's speak then. We always like to finish the podcast as we start it, and just as aloha means hello, it also means goodbye. Aloha. 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 <laughs>